Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's wonderful to have you with us today. Hello, hello, Courtney. Good morning. Oh, God, I did it again. Good afternoon. (laughs) It's all good, my friend. Good afternoon. Yes. How How are you doing? How are you in Oklahoma? Oh, we have a lag. I am wonderful. How are you? (laughs) It's it's amazing. It's we, you know, we're good. So fall has decided it wants to show up, which is really good. And it's exciting for me. So I have a couple mornings here and there where it's really crisp and cold and I just dream and then the sun comes back out and we're back into the nineties. So I just get a couple hours every day (laughs) get to enjoy the beautiful weather, but I'm happy. I'm happy for the sunshine. It's a good thing. Yeah. How are things where you are? Yeah, it's good. Our, our weekly weather update. Uh, it is, it's lovely here. It's actually not too hot. It's not too cold. Um, but I do still have my air con blasting, uh, next to me. For those of you that, that know me, I am not a fan of humidity. Uh, give me winter any day of the week, but anyway, um, I am doing good. Although it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a week, but I'm excited to be here this morning and I have a good cup of coffee. I have the word in front of me and I have two amazing friends right here to have a conversation for the next, well, it could be the next 24 hours. I could sit with you guys and, and chat, right? <laughs> but no, I am, I'm, I'm good. I am doing good. But I'm excited this morning that we have the beautiful Rachel Burton. Hello, my friend. So good to have Hello. you. Hello. Hey, Lana. Hey, Courtney. Hello, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Yay, so good to have you. Oh, ladies, you are in for a treat this morning as we chat with this incredible woman. Rachel, the way that she walks with the Lord, like you inspire me, Rachel, the way that you carry his heart and you walk in such tenderness towards him and such intimacy and the way you carry his voice um, time and time again when I sit with you in different spaces. Like I'm just, I fall more in love with Jesus every time Um I sit with you. And so it is, it's such an honor to have you uh, with us this morning. But for those that may be listening that are like, who is Rachel Burton? Do you want to take a moment just to introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about you? Sure. Thank you, Lana. That You're such a champion. I always feel like I have to swallow a little bit when you introduce me because it's never mild. It's always so generous in um, just in championing my heart. So thank you. Um, yep, that's right. I'm Rachel Burden and I live in Perth um, in Australia with my husband, Luke, and I have two children. I'm a mom of a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And I homeschool. So most of my world is really about home. And most of my refining is really within my home. (laughs) Um, But a lot of what I live out and even the glory of being able to do things like this um, platform teaching. And we run a, a monthly apostolic hub, which is basically equipping the church. So it's for interchurch movement and then planting and assisting house churches. Um, all of that is kind of a beautiful thing, um, but it comes out of living at home authentically and just really enjoying my marriage and my appropriation, I guess, of knowing Jesus into parenting yeah. imperfectly. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do. I really, most of my time and my mental space is is mothering mm. at the moment. Um but I love it. I'm so grateful for it. I feel like mm. it's made me a person I could never have been without it. So yeah, that's me. Oh, that so beautiful. Itself right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. Like that's, I mean, you hit on so much there that I'm like, I'm like taking notes. I'm like, we're going to have to come back to that because <laughs> I feel that in my soul, Rachel. I mean, I, have children. Yes. I homeschool. I homeschool and my husband works at home and so everything is here at home and so a lot of what flows is just yeah Yeah. so out of out of the garden of this and your hundred percent yes yes yeah um and and I love the topics that we're going to get into today too because a lot of what Lana and I are hoping to do is bring women 
onto the podcast within this space that um, we want to take a few moments to kind of look through your lens, look through your eyes, um, you know, get to sit in that place of intimacy that you have with Jesus in your own home. And so we want to know from your perspective, Rachel, like what does it mean to you to live as a woman that's fully alive? You know, there's so much that kind of comes at us in the world. There's so much that just being a mom every day or a mother every day that is required of yes. you um but i was not prepared or expecting that i should be able to sell myself out right there so so i just we're just curious what does that mean to you to live as a woman that's fully alive oh this question is so huge um i know and to be honest yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna simplify it. I'm gonna simplify it but i'm gonna also acknowledge that each year I may answer it differently. And I think that's just the maturing journey with Jesus. Um, but at the moment, what I feel I'm hearing the Lord and what he's doing in my heart is, is that whole fullness of feeling alive in him is, is really in the depth. So it's the no longer that I live for Christ in me. And it's, it's kind of grappling with that on a mature level where I go, he is my all in all, but he's also everything he says is true. And so for me, I think to be fully alive is a sonship reality where I come into agreement with him fully alive in me. Mm. And it's learning how to live in that grace and in that truth. So it's a huge daily conversation of trust. Um, and I don't know, I call them the, the paradoxes or the, the balances. I see the whole way through scripture, you know, that like we have grace, but we have truth. When I, when I think of that, I think of his huge supply and also that we draw from every day and also mm -hmm. my limitations. Where is the wisdom of where that supply goes? How do I steward this well? You know, it's just this dance all, all the time where I say no to things and yet he's given me all grace. Like, what's that? And so recognizing my unique role as a son, daughter, and going, the grace is my supply for my unique walk with the Lord. And then what is that each day? And I, I call that sonship because it really is recognizing that. I think someone said to me once, when when you as a parent give your child something, maybe you want to give them a car and say, you can drive my car. You would only do that knowing that they would treat it like you treat it. And yeah. so the Lord has given himself to us and he's given us all grace, but he also commit stuff once we operate as sons knowing how the father will use that and so there's this thing of how christ said i only do what my father is doing and we see that as this obedience journey but i kind of just sit in the sonship and i'm i'm trying to apply that even as a mom of what is what is the father doing that i should be doing how should i be stewarding everything that he's given me today uniquely for me so for me being fully alive is learning that dance or that rhythm of of leaning by great faith into this grace that he's given us and then also stewarding it in truth being very authentic recognizing my maturity and my capacity acknowledging areas of healing or where i don't trust him and just doing being liberated by the authenticity of it all <laughs> I love that's that, Rachel. Really, and it's, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> I, I just, I resonate so strongly with that because uh, over the last, oh, it's been a little while now, but I've felt it really intensely over the last couple of days in particular. I shouldn't even say that. It's probably been about a week where the Lord has really been, and it's not, it's not in a harsh way or a hard way. It's in one of those ways where he invites you into that place of repentance. But I say that as a way of he's inviting you into change your mind about something. So I've had multiple situations coming up where I'll stop and I'll say, uh, Ooh, Lord. Okay. Um, is there something that I'm believing like deep down in there that it's not really, I'm not necessarily aware of it in my, my conscious mind but is there something kind of down in my, in my gut, in my spirit, that's just been sitting there. That's not an alignment with your truth. That's not, not your truth, or it's not based on that, or it's born out of fear, or it's been planted by fear or something along those lines is sometimes it's not even necessarily like a belief. It's a posture. 
Yes. Does that make sense? Where I've just like postured Absolutely. myself to expect less or not so much or, <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Um, and I, I, he's really been pulling that out over the last couple of days in particular. And it's, it's just been a continual, uh, okay, help. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Help, 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 yeah. you know, and it's, it is that I love that you said sonship because nothing ever changes that relationship. Yeah. We are now fully sons, daughters, that won't ever change. Um, our position with him won't change. So there's that freedom to be able to, be able to sit with those things, uh, to sit with the posture or to sit with the grace yeah. or the repentance and just say, what's going on here? What do we need to do? And it's not always comfortable. We've said that a lot on this podcast. It's not always comfortable, um, but it always <laughs> brings life. Uh, yes. But I've definitely felt that a lot lately. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, <clears throat> if I can add to that as well, I think it's that, it's that also adjusting to the, to the maturing. Sometimes we, I mean, I know that there's, there's inner healing and there's seeing patterns of thought, things like that, that need to be realigned. But sometimes I think it's just like how we raise our children. We would, when they're young, we would do it for them or we would guide them. And then as they get older, you sort of pull out a bit and let them take responsibility. And so even just in my intimacy with him, I would come in to meet with him, to refresh, to start my day, and he wouldn't meet me like he used to. And I'd be like, oh, where are you? Why are you doing it my way? Lovely. And, and it's the maturing relationship where he's even saying, are you okay with me changing how we do intimacy? Like, I did not expect that. Yeah. I thought it would be the same kind of well, the same kind of drink. And it changed. And I had to trust his love, even when that affection felt different, when the when the way he was speaking, the timing of how he was speaking changed. And that that was huge to sort of go, oh, maturing in him means laying down methods, mm -hmm. structures, mm -hmm. um, healthy, good things that we've always used when we've connected with him. So it's it's been it's it's that renewing of your mind and beholding that actually also lays down the way he's taught you things for new things, which has been huge for me to go. It's not just revelatory concepts that are biblical that I get a fresh understanding on. It's actually relational concepts with him that he's going mm -hmm. on changing. The it's going to look like this now. Yeah. And you kind of kind of cling to his garment <laughs> while things move a bit and you grow some muscles and some confidence there. But that was big uh, for me to go, oh, sonship yeah. is, a, is a relational dynamic that I have to yield to. It's not something I get to mm -hmm. dictate according to what I think mm -hmm. affection or, or love looks like. I've, I've got to trust mm -hmm. you know my reasons and my maturing and kind of leave it in his hands. <laughs> oh. I, I love that, Rachel. I, um, I have to say, like, I had that moment uh, that you just described, I think it was probably the start of last year. And I was like, Lord, what's happened? Like, it's different. Like, hang yes. on a sec. Like, it's, it's so different. And that moment, like, there was a moment of like, oh, yeah, I know. I was like, come and examine every room of my heart yes. and my life. Is there anything? I'm on my face. And yeah. the Lord really brought me into that place that you're talking about. And and I, I've heard this word realignment for so long. And I feel like, like even like the the last, I'll talk about this later, but I think the, going into the end of this year, I know this podcast uh, won't come out for a number of weeks, but I really feel strongly there's a realignment that God is doing. Um, but in that moment where I, uh, I was having my freak out, like, it's different, Lord, it's different. His response to me was exactly what you just said. It was the maturing and it was the, there was a strength that was happening and there was a level of surrender um, of even my own expectation that I, I had to die to and it was like an expectation of like it was good like you're going to show up Lord like I'm going to meet with you but he, he then began to challenge me Lana what if I show up in a way that you don't expect 
Or what if I show up in a way that is completely different? Like, you know, and it really brought me back to this place of what you just said, like trusting in his love, but it also catapulted me into this revelation of oneness. Like it it, it catapulted me into this, this understanding and this experience of oneness with Christ doesn't look like what I expect it to look like. Like, yes, he can show up as I sit here in my prayer room, but what about those moments when I'm with my kids? Like I'm looking for him everywhere. And that those words um, marked my life as a young believer. Um, Lord, I want to look for you everywhere. I want to see you everywhere. And in that place and that journey for me, that, that um, can I call it a sentence, that phrase, came alive to me in a greater way because here I am and I'm feeling like it's different. I'm feeling like I'm not hearing you the same way or I'm not encountering you the same way that I was. Even in that place of feeling really uncomfortable, it opened me up to a whole new world of encountering him in a level of maturity and strength and especially in the word of God like I'd never experienced before. And so I love that you said that because I think that I keep hearing the Lord saying like we're growing up into like in this season, like we're growing up into all of these wonderful things of what it means to be a woman of God fully alive who's one in Christ. Um, So, so good. So good. I am so good. A couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine, uh, I love friends like this. They had a dream in the night and, and included me and I was in a house and I was speaking on and feasting on Psalm 61. So I've been sitting there for a bit and um, <clears throat> it's the classic one we all know how to sing. It was, she said, especially verse two, which is, um, you know, when I'm in despair, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. Um, and I know that from childhood, you know, lead me to the rock. We know so many songs about that. But firm foundation is a big thing at the moment. I know I'm feeling that in the spirit, and I think that's yes. what people are going through. So I went and I yes. sat in it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm familiar with this scripture. This is fascinating. I mean, I'm not feeling a huge sense of overwhelm every day like I've had very worse mm-hmm. seasons than I'm in. But, I mean, there's a yeah. general overwhelm as a parent, but I'm not feeling like yeah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> so Full stop. I'm through Psalm 61, and I'm going to side note and just say for anyone who's listening in, this you know October November December I feel like Psalm 61 and 62 are really valuable scriptures yes. at this time, 61 and 62 but I was sitting at it and I thought oh and I flicked to the amplified version and it says lead me to the rock that is higher than I it says the rock that I cannot reach the height I cannot reach without your help and I thought oh, oh this is it this mm. is where we're heading now where every part of our relationship is going to come into a reality that only he leads us in only yeah. he is able only jesus and it really it points to the beauty of dependency and grace and the, the power and and i mean it's the higher than so it's it's that romans 8 that our minds would be on the things mm-hmm. of the spirit but it also leans into the cross like it's only yeah. by the cross that we are able to come in and I really just sat in that for a while and it, and it led me to Romans 8, which has the sonship side in it too, you know. Mm. But I, I sat in that thinking only he can lead me in, which really liberates. It takes the pressure off works and striving. And mm. in a season where things are shaking, we're like, what am I missing? Why am I not meeting him the way I want to? You know, mm. what more should I do? And starts to still, which you see in 61 and in South it's that I'm pausing and I'm waiting for as long as it takes till you rescue me. It's the only you can lead me present. But in and I see it in um, Romans eight. It talks about how the whole earth, you know, groans for the for the sonship, mm-hmm. for the raising of the sons. And we think of that as as an end time phrase, and it is because that's the fullness of our adoption. But there's something in our maturing right now that actually frees the whole world. It's that Isaiah eleven yes. thing where his rulership and reign subdues. You know, um, I think I was I was watching, I was listening to a friend, but it was that whole thing of when we forgive the stars shine brighter. Like it actually releases life back into creation. Yeah. When our sonship manifests, fully manifests Jesus, when we have died and he manifests through us, the resurrected one. And so I've sort of been sitting at going, ah, oh, there's something here in the tension of the season where we're going lead us into you, that we would come higher into you than we've ever been, 
that we would yield more than we ever have, that you would manifest yourself for what is groaning and the shaking that's around us, that we would actually take authority that you've given us because we know how to hold it responsibly. And that only yeah. comes by full dependence upon him. But it's, it's that substance in the air, it's thicker, that kind of fully recognizing that it's him and then fully walking in the authority of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, that's, I will just say this quickly. Uh, you can jump in, Courtney. Um, I found myself, Rachel, and I'm hearing it as you're sharing, just lately in certain situations that I found myself in, the words coming out of my mouth is, it can only be you, Jesus. It can only be you. Like there is that fresh revelation that is like in him, we live and move and have our being, yes. right? And how easily yes. do we quote those scriptures and go, yes, <laughs> like in him, we live and move and have our being. Yes. But there is a, I love that you said firm foundation. Like there is that, um, that, fortification is the word that I'm feeling in Christ that the Lord is bringing us into where I recognize my dependence upon him. Like he is my ever present help in time of need, right? And I need him every moment of every day. There is never a moment that I don't need you. And there is such a, a beauty that I'm feeling in this place of the revelation of who Jesus is and the revelation of King Jesus, where he yeah. is taking center stage again in the church and, and in our lives in, in a greater way that as I let go of my control, as I'm, as I'm surrendering deeper, as I'm, as I'm coming into the fire in a deeper way, I am coming up stronger than I ever have yeah. before. And his light is being released and his glory yes. from this place of, of who he is. Like yes. there's just this glorious letting go. And in moments it's been super painful, but at the same time it's the most beautiful place. It's um, so liberating. Isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, like the, the, I feel like there's weights and false responsibilities and a whole yes. heap of things that the Lord is lifting off the shoulders of his people. Um, yes. in this time that you know I think I don't know about you Rachel but I overcomplicate things and the Lord has told me that <laughs> like I have sat with him and been with my coffee Jesus what do you want to say today yes. and he says to me Lana he said you've overcomplicated it I'm like no I haven't and he, oh, yes you have <laughs> it's simple and just this beautiful simplicity of union and oneness with him, of walking with him, like seek first the kingdom and all else will follow, yeah. right? Like I, I hear that sound of simplicity. I hear the sound of birthing and groaning and strength and maturity as you're speaking that makes way for it. It's, it prepares the way for the glory of the Lord. It prepares the way for the king of glory to come. I, yes. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So good. I so good. I don't want to stir the pot too much. Stir. <laughs> Do it. Uh, the only thing that was coming to my I shouldn't say the only thing. I have a lot of things I've written down, but the one thing that was coming to my mind that you said, you know, when you were talking about no longer I live, but him and me. And it, then we, Lana, I think you said something about, did you say something about DNA? Did someone mention something about DNA or was that just Holy Spirit in my ear? Okay. That was just Holy Spirit in my ear. Then sometimes the wires cross. Um, but I was talking to a friend earlier this week and we were talking about deliverance and how sometimes in certain groups, deliverance can get really funny. And I don't mean haha funny. I mean, it can get in, into areas that it, it almost feels like more bondage than it does freedom. Um, and it's, anyway, we were talking about deliverance and we were, we were speaking specifically about like family things, family lines and things like that. Mm. And, um, you know, in the past, when I've really looked into this, dug into this, taught on this, it can start to feel heavy in that, what do I have to do to be free? What do I have to do to make sure that everything is clear and clean and all of that, everything's redeemed, whatever. And Holy Spirit, it was like, I could tell he like leaned forward and said something in my ear the day that she and I were talking about deliverance. And he said, do you understand why you had to die? Why you had to die and you had to be born completely again. He's like, because all of that 
is completely done away with. It's like all of the family things, all of the the heavy, you know, anything that anyone could try to bring back up to, well, what about this? And what about that? He's like, it's, it's dead and it's gone. And you're now, you know, you've been born again into my lineage, into my DNA. Um, and Lana, I love that you mentioned Acts 17, 28, because it says in the Passion, it's through him that we live and function and have our identity. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage comes from him. And that literally means that Greek word is we are his offspring, or the Greek word is genos, which means um, we've been taken from his genes. So there's an element in that there when you're talking about becoming a son and daughter, and you're talking about like no longer me, but him, like that's just what I'm, I'm is bubbling in my spirit so much is yeah. that I really feel like right now the Lord is bringing about a clarity and a freedom to people to understand what exactly his death on the cross did yes. and what exactly our death when we receive him and we're born again to new life really means for us that complete yes. and total freedom that we have been set free so just stay that way let's stay that way let's stay and live in that place of i have been made free and so i get to filter the things that come at me through is this freedom for me is this, does that make sense? Is this, yeah. you know, from the Lord or is this not, is this something that's going to chain me down or is this freedom for me? Um, so I just, I hear a lot of freedom in what you're speaking, Rachel. And I think that yeah. that's very much a now, uh, thing for sons and daughters. Um, and, and a now thing for what the Lord is revealing to, I think the church that it's, it's a, it's simple. Like Lana said, it's not overcomplicated. It's, simple, but it's powerful that if we really get yes. a hold of that truth of who he is inside of us and what that means to be his now, I think it's going to just <laughs> open up so much for so many people. Yes. And I think that's the daily dying too. So we recognize his death for us, but I think our posture in coming to agreement with that is what also is essential. And I mean that not just as in we, we, he paid the price. But if we don't come in, if we don't, you know, have our own death and resurrection, um, and I'm I'm the believer, I don't, this is always stuff that can get complete. I'm like the was, is, and is to come believer. So I'm like, it happened, yeah. it is completely happening, and it is completed. And so I, yeah. I live continual, like the, I, I want the spirit to come. I want Christ to come in the end, but I want his coming now. And so there's this mm -hmm. continual response of that in my heart but mm. I see that also as a weapon against so when we think of like uh, dealing with um, Jezebelic things that have been going on and stuff like mm. that I, I recognize that my death and my resurrection become mm -hmm. an incredible place of freedom in this conversation mm. or in the war with that spirit because you have no hold on me you have no access point yes. search and you'll find nothing dirty I'm not living in sin mm. but also the posture yeah. before what is is I'm this is not about my flesh this is not about my desires this is about Jesus and so I find that that liberates us to have spiritual warfare in a way where they have there's nothing that can take grip there's nothing here that exactly. you can tackle or attach to or rip away and it doesn't mean that I'm unfeeling I still have the heart that that feels or understands a process it's usually through relationships so you still got to journey that but again I'm hearing um, but it, you have no grip on me like this. There is you'll search and you'll find nothing because I'm not holding something to myself. I'm not claiming something mm -hmm. as mine. because He is the one who leads me to the rock <laughs> that is higher than I. So I don't have something that I can boast about except for that in my weakness. He is amazing. And so it has there's no challenge. There's not you're not robbing something from me. I have only what I have in Christ. And so there's that war, too, that I, I hear you saying the history of our lives is covered by the death and yeah. resurrection, but I also see our current warfare. And it's, I mean, it's, yes. it's easy to say, but it's easy to say here in Western society, in a home where I'm safe, but to be able to say that he is enough for me in the circumstances mm -hmm. that are going on around the world, that's a whole nother conversation. And it has so much that's respect for those, even in Israel at the moment, you know, things that are going on where there has yeah. to be a grip on the Lord, where he is our all in all. He's our all in all yeah. in every circumstance. And that that challenge yeah. in my heart is even in the ease of maybe my day, mature that in me, magnify that in mm -hmm. me, that my grip would be strong mm -hmm. for whatever may come, that it would be him that's mm -hmm. glorified. So even that warfare, all those things, those just exercise those muscles. 
I feel complimented mm-hmm. by the Lord that he trusts me to grip him <laughs> as mm-hmm. those things get challenged around me because we need we need those muscles tested. We need to feel that we do trust him fully, you know, that it's accomplished. Yeah. Yes. And I love that. Um, oh, did you want to ask something, Courtney? Well, I just wanted to ask, um, what what have you found, how have you found to incorporate that like in your everyday, Rachel? Because like, you know, like we said, that's easy for us. And I know exactly what you're talking about. It's easy for us to yeah. say, but it's when those things come at you in the midst of, a, a, you know, a yeah. challenging situation or you have something right in front of your eyes, in your ears, all of that. How have you found to incorporate that like in every day? Um, I've been, again, seasonally, it looks different because I feel the Lord yeah almost is like we're going to work on this muscle in you this season or this one and so the instruction i felt from the lord for this season was that um one thessalonian scripture which says rejoice always pray without ceasing mm-hmm. um, in every season give thanks and then do not quench the holy spirit and i've been sitting in that as like a posture constantly so that i don't enter into overwhelm by anything that comes before me and that word rejoice is actually a singing word so it's really describing a temple posture. It's like pray yes. in union with him all the time. But he's like rejoice always, like praising, celebrating all that he is, you know, exalting him, um, letting. So I have worship on all the time. <laughs> and I usually have one or two songs that are in theme and they'll stay on repeat. And then it's like, and give thanks. And I'm, and you know, back in the day, it's like, thank you for that cockwack, Jesus. And now it's like, thank you for this moment of conflict, Jesus. Like, what what yeah. are we doing? I'm so grateful because in all circumstances, he's doing something. He is Lord. And so really leaning into a thankful posture where I'm not entering into fear of man and I'm not entering into um, orphan spirit where I'm like, oh, no, this circumstance is happening. And what do I do? And he's not speaking. I'm already thankful that he's in it. And do I ace it? No, especially as a parent when things go crazy. I'm like, oh my goodness. But it's that pullback, inhale, and then stepping into thankfulness um, and letting that continual conversation with him, which doesn't always mean talking, it's often just listening, (laughs) um, be happening. And then, of course, don't quench the Holy Spirit, which is massive because I think in in many situations, we don't know how he's going to move. And so it's just giving room for the Holy Spirit to move in that moment, even in my parenting. I will pull out and go, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, come in, like give me wisdom on this yeah. one and just give him authority again instead of taking control. Yes. Oh, I wrote down this word, um, Rachel, when you were talking before um, and when, Courtney, you've asked that question, I'm like, oh, and there it is again. I can hear it so loudly. Um, but you've talked about maturity. But as you're talking about maturity, I keep feeling this word strength and I'm like yep strength but it's not exactly what I'm feeling and then this word drops in on me and I'm like oh it's stability so we've talked about like a firm foundation that we have in Christ yes he is the rock like you know he is he is our firm foundation but everything you're sharing Rachel like my spirit is like doing backflips because I I feel like I'm in this moment where the Lord's drawing all these different moments of encounter that I've had with him that have had all the same theme. And it's been this, like I'm raising up my people in the new era and they are anchored in me. They are stable and they are firm. And no matter the circumstance, no matter, they don't adapt like circumstances don't don't cause them to change or adapt. They are the ones that are in this place of the firm foundation. They are stable and anchored in me. And from that place, you know, this place of deep dependency, the place of, you know, of humility and, and really being so tender towards him, releasing control, then I am I'm able to live in this place of overcoming and this place of authority. And Uh, I could sit here and do a whole other conversation with you. Like I think sometimes we can so easily go, yes, all authority is being given to me in Christ and I can, you know, declare this and I can shift this and and that's great. But to, to really walk in his authority is one that is anchored in Christ and is yielded and, and surrendered and obeying the ways of the Lord. And I just, as I was hearing your, you sharing I felt like my spirit was going to explode out of me because I I just feel like we're in this moment now 
where God is raising up his people that I am, my roots aren't in anything else but Jesus Christ, in my parenting, in the way I live my life every day, my anchor and my sustenance, my life comes from nothing else but Christ. And I remember even the Lord said to me recently, Lana, you can't even put your roots down in a season. You can't even put your roots down in the hope of a season, a hope of breakthrough, a hope of me manifesting in the way that you think I'm going to show up. Like you root yourself deeply in who I am and and like my nature and my love. And as I have walked this journey with him, I've said to Courtney so many times there's been hardship and there's been trial and there's been warfare. But I look back now and I go, you know what? Thank you, Lord, that I have met you in that moment, in those moments, because now there is a strength in my spirit that nobody can steal from me. Nobody can take that strength because that strength was forged. Yeah, right? In the revelation of who Christ is. So I just jump up out of my seat. Amazing. Yeah. Like, so good. And, so good. and you talked about Rachel when we first came on too. like Lana, I think you said the word season like five or 10 times in, <laughs> in that yeah. little thing that you just said right there. Cause, <laughs> but it's a thing. Um, when, and when you, you first came on Rachel, you said, you talked about your unique walk with the Lord each day and that, you know, what you might share with us here might be different from what you might say last year or even next yeah. year. Uh, and I remember not long ago, the Lord said to me, took me to Proverbs 10, verse five, where it says, know the importance of this season you're in and a wise son you will be. And then oh, he took wow. me through each season, each season of the, of the, each season that we have spring, summer, fall, winter. And he spoke yes. a word for each one of those. And like, for example, he said, know the importance of the season you're in. If you're in a season of laying things down, then the important thing will be for you to yield and to remain tender in your heart towards me. Mm. The import, it would be important to remember his nature, that he's not mm. mean and nasty, that he's not just wanting to take things away, but he's a protective father that wants to guard you and give you even better things and take you to the next glory. And so, it's that, you know, and, and especially a lot of us are in that place of exponential growth right now, where we're, we're throwing a lot of seeds <laughs> into the ground. And he, he talked to me a lot about the importance of yielding the ground to the hand of the gardener. But then really, when you understand that you're in the season of planting things, then you're going to need to understand the importance of faith that's guarded by patience. Yes. So it's all of, it's, it's all of those. It might look different. Like you said, your unique season that you're in the time that I'm in right now is going to look different from the time that Rachel is in or that Lana is in the things that he has you zeroed in on is going to be what he has you zeroed in on for a reason. And it's that unique father daughter relationship of understanding each have multiple children. They're different, aren't they? They're not the same child. And how you understand differently. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's that beauty of relationship with him that it's not stamp out the same for everybody, but it's that beauty of individual connection. And I really loved what you were saying about the way that he speaks being different from one time to the next. I'm a big dreamer. And so I've had seasons of time where my dreams they seem to stop. And it used to freak me out because yes. I'm like, well, what same as Lana? What did I do? What's going on? Yeah, I go to bed like super early just, just to make sure. You know? <laughs> <That's> easy. <laughs> I will dream tonight. You know? <laughs> but it's seriously, and then and then I'll stop for a while, and then I'll have one, and I realize, oh my god, I'm too tired for this right now, Lord. Yes. Like you were right. I'm sorry. I can't do this right now. Just. I'm sorry. I'll go to, I'll have coffee with you instead of dreaming yes. for now. And, and yes. but it's, he understands like what my body can handle, what my mind yeah. can handle, what my heart can handle. And I love that yes. there is so much of a range of how he speaks and that it doesn't, he will speak. Like he's not the yes. God that is silent in front of the ones that he loves. He's no. continually talking and speaking. So I just love that you said yeah. that. I think that's so encouraging. Yes. I love that, Courtney. It actually touches on what you mentioned before, where you were like, did you guys see DNA or was that the Holy Spirit? But 
you know, it's it's the reality that the way he's wired me means that my sonship will look so different to yours. And it doesn't mean that one of us is in disobedience. So even our, both of us in full surrender will have a completely different representation of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Which which is also comparison then becomes pointless and we get to just really celebrate each other and lean on each other for all that we can, you know, to grasp more of Jesus through each other. I love that that um, uh, we have our thing, Maranatha is our monthly meeting and someone was asking me the meaning and it's, you know, that he came, that he's coming and that he'll come again, but they used it as a greeting. And it's saying, you know, he'll come again. And it's saying to your spirit, I see him in you, come again. It's actually drawing the gold of Christ likeness out of the person every time you greet them. And that we would live in such union with each other that we would have this feast on Christ just by being in in love and friendship and brotherhood. Isn't that cool? But yeah, I'm about to fall out. (laughs) That hit me so hard. It's like, oh, did you feel that one? I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's been wrecking me <laughs> and that word mm. maranatha also means that you would endure till he comes so it's like come bring mm. christ out of that person and then it also says and may you endure isn't that such encouragement that we would yes. speak to each other that yeah. way that we would honor yeah. the process of sonship in someone else and then ch- and champion them to endure i just feel like that mm. is just a whole nother in my brain <laughs> and uh- championing championing someone to endure Mm. you know we've been talking a little bit on here about humility because i actually feel like that's one of those big keys for right now um and he's been speaking to me about humility and submission submission to belief where i don't have to um you know we can make faith a work we can we can make that something about our effort instead of just a yielding can I just yes. yield and say, I just believe, like, I just believe, I know yeah. it doesn't look like it makes sense. And I know this stuff is crazy. And I know all these other situations around me. And I see all of those, you know, because sometimes that really comes in and wants to sap and, and take our energy and our attention away from anything. Um, but particularly around that place of belief. And, and I've just been finding a lot lately that freedom and submission and humility to just say, I just believe. I just believe I'm not going to yield to the fear. I'm just saying I'm going to yield to submission. I'm going to yield to belief and say, I just believe you, Lord. Yeah, because in the end, it's only him that can make us believe. (laughs) It's only by him that we're And it's only him that can make some things happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. great. Oh, that's so good. That is so so powerful and so freeing. Searching through scripture now. (laughs) I am. I'm just trying to find something. So keep talking. I'll be back in a second. (laughs) Um, Very good. I love, I just love this conversation. And I don't know if you can tell, but my ears, the minute you started talking, my ears are like beet red. Can you see that? They're just as bright red as they can be. And it's spreading down into mine. trying to hide it here it's spreading down into my neck so i know that the lord is is doing so much with with you know he that has ears to hear let him hear. yeah you know yeah. that that fire and that that place of um you know i've seen so many women really come into that place of comparison and performance and i love that you said i wrote it down <laughs> comparison becomes pointless when we are That's in our true. individual and we are in our unique walk yeah you really recognize that it's it's a bondage that keeps you from knowing Jesus in someone else. Isn't that terrible? Like Whoa. that we would miss Jesus in Say that again. It, it keeps you in bondage from knowing Jesus in someone else because we're going to see him differently if we allow ourselves to be different. And so you get to see him and go, that's beautiful, and then remain fully you mm-hmm. <laughs> in him and see how they complement, see how they create even, you know, opposites that are important in Christ and to celebrate those things um, and let them, I don't know, I've done seasons of, thank God, I've done seasons of deep um, friendship that has really revealed me. And I'm like, wow, I have brokenness Mm -hmm. that that needs to mature, like needs to heal. And that's so, so, I'm so grateful for those seasons. Um, became a mom and I got really exhausted because motherhood is so refining. And then I have a lot of friendships that were refining. And I remember a friend saying to me, uh, currently someone I journey with really closely she's amazing one of our house church leaders 
And she said to me, oh, it's, it's seasons and friendships and different graces. But remember, it's not just the refining friends that are healthy friends. It's the friends who also call out the goal that Christ has already done in you that are healthy friends. And there'll be seasons where he puts you surrounded by refining. And there'll be seasons where he puts you around championing. And both are right. But you've got to know which ones are the right seasons of friendships and voices around you to to build you in what he's doing in your season. And I, this currently, I felt like the Lord has hemmed me in by championers, which is just ridiculous because I'm still me. I'm yeah. still imperfect. But I can see how in the season where we're building something new, where we're birthing stuff, how that voice of go, be you, do it confidently, run, rage, you know, he's, he that's in you is big, he's great, has been such a bursting forth of confidence for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see the different seasons even in how friendships, you know, work and what they do for you. But just to be able to trust and listen to the Holy Spirit of the right voices around you and that effect, and again, what you bring to those around you is so important, rather than trying to be like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think to if we think about it as, you know, when I encourage somebody or I'm um, allowing them to be fully who they are without comparing myself to them and degrading anything, if we start to see it as I'm pushing myself and that person higher into the glory, higher into who he has made them to be, because that's what encouragement really is. When, when someone says, go, 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 that's what you're doing. You're just pushing them higher and higher. And it's that boost of like, sometimes we need, you know, we need those friends that come along and just, (laughs) I need a fresh shove. Can you shove me along? So that's, that's, that's so beautiful to think about it that way that it, it keeps us in bondage from seeing Jesus in someone else. And yes. man, who are we to do that? Who yeah. wants to do that? Exactly. Better to be around a room of people that remind you of what Christ has done in you, because that's what we're living yeah. from, really, mm-hmm. isn't it? And to then have feedback on how we can love and grow, sure. But if we're missing that point of what we can be to others of a place of encouragement and for them to us, mm-hmm. we're, we're missing out on, on really seeing rightly, I think, you know, to seeing ourselves rightly and seeing others. So, yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, I remember a number of months ago, it might have been actually last year, but the Lord was speaking to me about um, uh, a lot of uh, healing that he was going to do in the body of Christ and deliverance and cleaning house and all of these things. But one of the things that he said to me was, Lana, he said, I'm going to break off comparison and I'm going to remove apology and all of a sudden I saw yeah. that like so many like yeah. in the body of Christ we're living under this lid of apology like I'm sorry for who I am or I'm sorry for yeah. what I carry or I'm sorry that Ooh. I'm different like there, it was such a heavy weight and I saw the Lord begin in an accelerated fashion to remove this lid of apology and as I was listening to you guys chatting just then the Lord took me back to that and I thought you know what like Everything we've talked about, like in the last, what, 47 minutes from maturity to to sonship, to being in Christ, like all of these things, like, again, the more I'm living in that place of oneness with him, the more I will not live under this lid of apology and I will grow up into who I am in him, which then causes me to look at others and go, I can see the Christ in you. And I'm not, I'm not even like, I'm not comparing or even competing against you because there's more than enough. Like this, yes. is who, like you know what I mean. There's this. Yes. It's, it's breaking off that orphan mentality and that that orphan spirit and and bringing us into this place of, as I'm growing up into my wholeness and growing up into the oneness that I have in Him, that then further shifts my perspective and the way that I see. And the way, again, I look for him everywhere, like in every moment, I want to look for Christ in every, every moment. And I love what you said, Rachel, like even when you're in a room full of people like that remind you what he saved you from. And and like, my goodness, this place of freedom that he's bringing us into but it also, I can hear the sound of oneness within his people. Like yes. there's this oneness that he's bringing to us that is a fruit 
well, can I say it's a fruit? Like it's a fruit of that place of, of maturing and healing and freedom and deliverance that I'm walking deeper and deeper into. Yeah. Yes. That then yeah. causes us as the church to walk in that oneness. Like we walk in one accord. Yeah. I'm not comparing. I'm not competing with you. I'm encouraging you and championing you. Yeah. And I can do that because my foundation, I'm not trying to draw something from you or from somebody else. Like I'm no, drawing from the one that never changes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. It is. It is lovely. And, you know, even in that maturing, how you were talking about stability and the maturing of sonship, where we're not living according to the flesh, we're living according to the spirit that unifies us. I've started to notice, and this is me revealing my immaturity, but I'd be with my friends and I'm recognizing the deep, uh, when I'm with them, I'm more myself than I've ever been. My being with people, uh, with the friends the Lord has given me, who they are makes me or draws me out, which is a gift in itself. But it's not because of the gifts on their life. It's not like a huge grace of hospitality or a healing gift mm -hmm. or a prophetic gift. It's the spirit that has matured them into who they are. So it's just them being Christ in them around me, draws out Christ in me, just in fellowship. And I would always think before, you know, your friends, you know, and their gifts. And it's like the gifts are actually irrelevant. They're great and we use them. But this yeah. is sunshine. This is the person made in Christ, right? And how it draws the other into the fullness of who they are, just in fellowship, just in fellowship. The anointing of fellowship with Christ and yes. how it flows in the union of people. It's just amazing me. <laughs> I just love my friends who they are in Christ. Isn't that yes, beautiful? <laughs> yes. And, and doesn't it cause you to fall even more in love with him? Like yes. the more you see who he is in, like it just, like like I said at the start, Rachel, like when I introduced you, like when I said when I sit with you and 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 we chat and I see him in you and I see who you are, I, I fall more in love with him. That's the <sighs> truth. Like that I think is there's this symphony, yes. this beautiful melody that like of Christ in each person, like as we fellowship, like it just I, I'm undone again by the beauty of Christ in Courtney, the beauty of Christ in Rachel. Like you know, and like Yes, the loveliness of Jesus in us. Like it's just amazing um, being oh. able to taste that and the and again the the sweetness of that, right? In just mm -hmm. in culture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So so good. Well, this has been wonderful. I could sit here. Like I just feel like I'm like, oh, I'm I'm just in the, the realm of beauty with Jesus right now of who he is. <laughs> Oh, well, Courtney, have you? If you don't have um, anything else you want to jump on, I really feel like um, to ask Rachel if you would pray for the ladies. But Courtney, is there anything? No, anything? I just want to say thank you, Rachel, because to live a life of authenticity, to live a life where you know you're sharing the things that you are learning and walking with Jesus through in your everyday life, people are craving authenticity. They don't want yeah. the shows anymore. Uh, they want to see what this actually looks like in real life. And uh, I think you do that very well. And so thank you on behalf of just for my heart and for a lot of people that are going to be listening. Uh, thank you for your honesty, your authenticity, and just the, the beauty and willingness to share vulnerably. This is <laughs> what it looks like, what it looks like for me, what Jesus has said and um, how that looks so beautiful for each and every individual and unique person each each daughter so thank you very much yeah. thank you it's such a privilege to join you and to converse i feel like i've eaten a meal oh, <laughs> so I'm because i love eating. we've eaten of the lamb isn't it yeah joy and such an honor rachel you are such a gift it's beautiful would you pray as we wrap up just for the ladies um, that are listening and watching? Yeah. It would be wonderful. Oh, sweet Jesus, we thank you. Um, I just, when we prayed at the start, I saw you put oil on my mind and I knew it was Romans 8 that we would come into um, the mind of Christ, that our, our mind wouldn't be on the flesh, but it'd be on things of the spirit. And so as we've been chatting today, it's just been so beautiful to be able to feast on a spiritual meal 
and it doesn't sit in a spiritual realm it becomes appropriated and it becomes nourishing and in Romans 8 it says it, it, it edifies our mortal body <laughs> and mm. so Lord we thank you that you are body soul and spirit and we thank you Lord that as we've eaten of you today and as we continue to just come in Lord that you would lead us into deeper places in you and that it would nourish us body soul mm. and spirit that your truth would be our truth through and through that our confidence in you would be in our mind, in our hearts, and even our bones, Lord Jesus, that there wouldn't be an anxiety or a struggle, there wouldn't be an exhaustion and a striving, but there would be a deep-rooted stability and confidence and joy found only in the glory of the Lamb and the meal that you give us every day that is yourself. So we love you. We thank you, Lord, that you give us wisdom every day. We thank you, Lord, that it is you who is great and we can boast in you even on our weakest days. Mm. Bless your name. And we bless each other. We bless every ear, every eye, that they would be open to hear and to see you. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you, Rachel. What a what a beautiful gift this has been this morning. Can I ask for the ladies that um, would like to follow along with you if they don't already, what's the best place that they can do that? Instagram is good. Um, I have privacy settings on my Facebook and I have a private Instagram just because I do also, I'm a foster care mom. But I have a public Instagram and that's a good one to go with and that kind of will link you to anything and you can always reach out. Wonderful. For those of you listening on audio, um, Rachel's name is R-A-C-H-A-E-L-B-U-R-T-O-N. Um, so you can follow along, type it in Instagram, her website's there as well. So I encourage you to do that. Follow along with this incredible woman. So thank you, Rachel. What a gift this has been. Thank you for joining us, lovely ladies, for another episode of Zion's Company of Women podcast. We love being with you. We love having you here. And we look forward to being with you again next time. See you later.
We hope that this podcast has blessed you, and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that your 